Okay, good afternoon, everybody. We are continuing the halachot of Natilat Yadayim. There are going to be a few shirim regarding uh, Natilat Yadayim. What we saw last week was that this um, mitzvah, rabbinic uh, enactment, is actually from the time of Shlomo Amelech. And uh, there were two reasons given by the Rishonim based on the certain Gemarot. What the idea is behind the obligation to do Natilat Yadayim? One of, one of them is because in the times of the Beit HaMikdash, the Kwanim had to have uh, washed their hands before, before be, have pure hands, and therefore they did Natilat Yadayim before eating Truma. So too, uh, we still do it today, so that in the times of where Bezrat Hashem, if the Beit HaMikdash would be rebuilt, the Kohanim would know what to do. So they would be used to washing their hands beforehand. It was connected to the laws of purity and impurity. We saw that Rashi had a question on that. Uh, Rashi said that if that's the case, then how does washing one's hands help? Because one actually has to go into the mikvah. Um, and he argued with his rabbis um, that that couldn't have been the, the reason for Natilat Yadai. But that's uh, at least without getting into the whole discussion once again, that's one possible reason for Natilat Yadayim is connected to the laws of purity and impurity regarding the Kohanim eating Chuma, and that's why even today we, we, we continue to wash our hands. That's the basis of the uh, rabbinic enactment. Another reason was that and we shall make ourselves holy, and that the Gemara seems to imply that the rabbis felt that we need to eat in a state of cleanliness, in a state of purity and kedusha, and therefore washing the hands was a rabbinic enactment to allow us to achieve those levels. Whether it's the first or the second, the Rambam said that even if both reasons do not apply, batel tam lota lobatel gzera. And it's a rabbinic enactment. Whenever we want to eat uh, bread, we have to do netilat yadayim. Not only that, we saw in last week's uh, share that even if a person wants to eat mazonot, but he's kovea sauda, but he, he decides to make a meal out of it, in such a case, that would, um, in, in such a case, that wouldn't be okay. Uh, he would have to do netilat uh, yadayim and say birkat hamotzi. Okay, we are continuing uh, today's share, and that was, um, we mentioned last week, what about a, using a plastic cup? So can you use a plastic cup to do Natilat Yadayim? So that, today we're going to focus on the laws of the vessel. So let me just go back to the, um, the Machlokhet um, that we saw that uh, according to Rabbi Vad Yosef in source number 20, and he says, a, what's called the Chad Pami, a disposable vessel that um, is permissible to use for Natilat Yadayim. That was on the one hand Rabbi Vad Yosef, but the Orlet Sion argued, and he basically says uh, that one should not wash with a disposable uh, cup, what's called in Israel, Chad uh, Pami, and, and he says, if you have nothing else, then you should do it, and you should designate that you're going to use this cup um, over, you know, for a few times, and then he can uh, wash one's hands with it, with a bracha. Just to, to remind ourselves that these are the two lenient opinions. The Minchat Yitzchak opinion was that you can never use a disposable cup for Natilat Yadayim. The Minchat Yitzchak was talking about the laws of Hilchot Kiddush. Can you make Kiddush on a disposable cup? Um, and he felt it, it wasn't. The Igrot Moshe, by the way, is also uh, stringent when it comes to a disposable cup. So there definitely is a whole discussion amongst the Poskim whether to use a, whether you, the disposable cup has got the status of a cup to begin with, both in terms of Hilchot Natilat Yadayim and in terms of Hilchot Kiddush. Minchat Yitzchak and Rav Moshe Feinstein were machmir, 
we saw Rabovadia was was uh, Michael and the Orlitzion, but the Ebed is Michael, but not Lechatchila. Okay. Now we want to uh, we want to mention a few other topics that uh, okay. uh, a few other topics regarding the this, the definition of this vessel. The Gemara in Masechet Chulin Kuf Zayin says as follows: The Amar Rabba, Kli Shenikav Bekones Mashke, Ein Notlin Mimenu Leyadain. A vessel that has a hole in it, right? Large enough. We're talking about a hole that is large enough for water to come in. Sometimes you have a small hole that only water can go out, but not enough to not able to come in. Here we're talking about it's large enough for water to come in. In such a case, it nullifies the vessel from being a vessel. The Amarava, Kishain Boraviit, second halacha. A vessel that does not contain a revite, you cannot use it for Natilat Yadayim. Let's read this Kibot. Now, what is the definition of a revite? That it is 150 samak, 150 cc's. That is the opinion of the Chazonish. The truth is, it's called Shir Chazonish, but really it goes all the way back to the Nodabi Yehuda, the chief rabbi of Prague, after the Maharal of Prague. Uh, but according to the other opinions, what we is generally known as Rav, the Grach Na'e, or Rav Chaim Na'e, he goes with 86 cc. Now, Regarding Natilat Yadai, Shehumidah Rabbanah, which we know is only a rabbinic decree, Efshar Midina Lahakel Keshiur Hakatan. Strictly speaking, we can be may we can be lenient and go with the smaller Shiur. Why is this? We already learned this in Hilchot Pesach. Soon going to be Pesach. I mean, we still got to get uh, we still have putting to get through, but but it's coming up, and there's a famous machloket about how much matzah you have to eat, how much wine you have to drink. And the Mishnah Brura basically comes with a very, very important halachic uh, ruling. And he says like this, since we have a machloket, what the shear of a kazayit is and what the shear of a reviet is. So when it is a mitzvah d'oraita, we should be machmir, such as eating matzah. When it is a mitzvah d'rabanan, such as drinking the four cups of wine, which is Rabbanan, one can be lenient, one can be makel, and therefore go with the shear, or the smaller shear. So here, going with that approach of the Mishnah Burra, says the Fiskei Chuvot, since Natilat Yadayim is only Midrabanan, so we can use the smaller shear for what is designated as a revit. However, he adds, and he says that the sages already told us that one should use a, a, an abundance of water when doing Natilat Yadayim, and that will bring brocha, meaning there's the halacha, the halacha is you can do the minimum amount. But the Gemara talks about that when you do Natilat Yadayim with a lot of water, it brings shefa into the world, it brings an abundance into the world, a brocha. So he says, that's what you should do. And therefore, says the Piskei Chuvot, not because but because of this other idea that you want to do Natilat Yadayim with Shefa Brachot, so you should do it with a vessel that has at least 150 cc's. But if it holds less than 86, in that case, according to everyone, it's not going to be good enough. And this is important. Even if you have a vessel that you keep on filling it and pouring and pouring and pouring, it's not good enough. Because as we'll see, it's not considered that it came from a vessel. It came from, from somewhere else. And therefore, that's going to be a, a, a problem for us. Okay. Just interesting, my uh, my son, uh, he's in uh, third grade, 
he taught me a halacha. He came up to me, uh, uh, I think it was last week, we were just discussing and he said, he said to me, interesting, he was, I was watching him doing Natilat Yadayim and he said to me uh, that he's, he's filling it to the top because there's no, there isn't a queue of kids behind him. Apparently in school, when everyone's uh, waiting to do Natilat Yadayim, so, so it seems that they said, go according to Meikara Din and don't, don't, uh, don't wait for this huge Negel Vasa to be full to the top. So I thought that was, that was uh, uh, very uh, sweet and appropriate, thinking about also, on the one hand, you've got this idea or Maila of Shefa Brachot, you want to bring abundance in the world. On the other hand, you've got kids standing behind you. This often happens when you, uh, when you go to a Simcha and there's a long queue. Uh, for people to do Natilat Yadayim. So there you should weigh up how, how much you want to, uh, how much you want to actually fill the, uh, the Nakla with. Again, obviously it's got to be a Revit. We, we're not talking about that, but generally the regulars Naklot basically can have four or five Revit uh, in, within them. Okay, we're now talking about <coughs> another topic, and that is um, what happens if the vessel that you have has a hole inside it. So says the tour, in Nikade Mashke, if there is a hole that allows liquid to come in, explains the tour further. Perush. If you would place this vessel in water, the water would basically come in through the hole. And it is bigger than the spout from where the water goes out. As batel mitorat kli. In such a case, this is no longer considered a vessel. The ain not and one cannot use this for natilat yadayim. And even if, um, even if you have a vessel and, and the vessel, the hole is, let's say, on the, uh, on the, on the upper side of, the, of the, the cup, and below that hole, you're still going to have a revered amount. So one might have thought, okay, as long as from the hole and below there's a revit, it's still considered a cup. Says the tour, no. If there is a hole that is big enough that water enters and it's bigger than the size of the spout, we're in trouble. Even if there's a revit that can be placed in the hole below the hole, it can be placed in the cup below the hole. And this is how the Shulchan Aruch paskins as well. Let's read the Shulchan Aruch. He's quoting exactly the words of the tour. And it is greater than the spout where the water is going out. In such a case, it loses its status of being called a vessel. They not and you cannot use this for Natilat Yadayim. And even if he uses a, uh, a, a Revit, even if he is able to hold a Revit below the hole, it's not going to be good enough. Okay? And now the question is why? Meaning, I would think that let's assume that the water below it is, is, is a revit, and the hole is now the new opening. So if the hole is a new opening, so why, why, why isn't this a bona fide cup? A vessel explains the, the uh, Mishnah Bura. Sorry, uh, I'm in... Uh, the, 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 so the, the, this isn't the Mishnah Bura that I'm looking for. Okay, let, let, the the, the, the Aruch actually explains it. So let's read the next Shulchan Aruch. And this is the Shulchan Aruch in Arachaim Kufnun Tet Asif Bet. Vahani Mili. When is it a problem? Shenotel Derech Piv Lamala. When 
he uses the spout, meaning I have a cup. I'm actually going to get a cup for a moment. If this is if this is our coffee cup, says says the uh, says the Shulchan Aruch, what is the problem? The problem is is that I've got a hole round here, even though below the hole there's still a bit, but I'm still using the opening at the top to pour the water from. In such a case, that, so what's the problem? Explains in Shulchan Aruch, this part, which is from the hole upwards, it's not considered a vessel. So now, below it is still considered a vessel. But now I've got, um, now I've got an upper part of the, of the vessel that is no longer considered a vessel. So now what's the problem? It means there was a vessel, then it went through something, and then it hit my head. But that something is a hefsek. And because it's a hefsek, it means that it didn't go from a vessel onto my hands. It went from a vessel onto something else, and then onto my hands. And that nullifies the status of me doing the tilatidaim from a vessel, right? Now, says the Shulchan Aruch, a very important thing. Hold on a second. That's only if the hole was around here. But I was going to pour it from the other side of the cup, meaning I'm still using the upper part of the cup. That's a problem because the upper part of the cup is not considered a vessel and therefore it's considered a some type of intermediary or, or, or a hefsek and I'm not pouring from the cup. However, says the Shulchanach, if I pour through the hole, if I use the hole as the new opening, then I've got a legitimate vessel. If I pour it through the hole, shari, then it is considered a, a, a legitimate vessel. Since there is a revit below it, we're good to go. That's all the Shulchan Aruch. Comes along the Mishabura says, not so fast. This is the opinion of the Shulchan Aruch, which is actually based on the opinion of the Tur. Aval. However, many other poskim disagree. They hold that if we have a klicheres, right, an earthenware cup that is meant for drinking, for, for, for liquid, if there is such a big hole that basically water can come into it, the whole thing is basically considered a broken vessel. The ain not nin mimenu klal, and you cannot use it at all, even if you're going to use the hole as the new spout. Says the Mishnah Bura, that works according to the opinion of the Shulchan Aruch. It doesn't work according to the other poskim, and therefore what? Oh, now hold on a second. According to this, so let's take our classic, imagine a classic urn, a Shabbos urn. So a Shabbos urn, um, well, the truth is, actually, it's not such a good, a good example because I don't think water can actually get in, can only come out. I don't think, I don't think water can go into the Shabbos urn. Um, I'm not sure. I've never, I've never, I've never, <laughs> I've never tried. But let's imagine, let's imagine that you have a, a, a almost a, a similar to an urn, a Shabbos urn, and you know you have your your spout, the the, the tap, 
where basically water comes out. And let's assume for argument's sake that water could also go in, even though I think our Shabbos earns it can't, but, but let's assume there is. So according to, according to the Shulchan Aruch, you could use that tap to do Natilak Yadayim from. According to what the Mishnah Brewer is saying, that wouldn't be acceptable. But says the Mishnah Brewer, no, 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 that's different. That's different. When you have a barrel and a tap, why is it different? It's not comparable to a regular barrel with a tap. There, it's not really considered a hole. It's considered an opening. That was how this barrel was built. So one of them says, if you don't have any other vessel, and the only other vessel you and the only vessel that you have is one with a hole, and below the hole, it does still contain a revit, it is permitted to use that vessel for Natilat Yadaim on condition that you pour it through the hole and not from the spout. That is an important halacha that people often get confused on. Because what do they say? Ah, there's a hole, but it still that holds a revit. So we said again, according to the Mishabura, you shouldn't be using that vessel. According to the Shulchan Aruch, you can use that vessel. But yeah, it says the Mishabura, if you don't have anything else, use that vessel, but be careful to use the water, pour it through the hole and not through the spout. Okay, so that, yeah, we've just clarified the laws of, of holes um, and things like that. Regarding our um, uh, regarding our vessel, okay. Um, let's let's move on. There is a din of whether a crack is considered problematic. There are opinions that, uh, according to the Bach, basically a crack is worse than a hole because a hole it's got a hole, but it's uh, we know that water can come in. But we know the size of the hole, meaning you've got, you still, but a crack says the Bach at this time, in the, at, at, at this point in time, it's not a problem, but it's going to spread and therefore it's considered a Shever Kli and it's not considered a vessel to begin with. The Taz argues that basically the Taz says um, pretty much it's got the same law. As long as it doesn't have a hole, we are good to go. What about a vessel that is plastic so um so let's see what what the piskei chubot says about clay plastic plastic vessels i have got the dinner burden where it's a problem even if they have a small crack right uh, unless he doesn't have another vessel, the tef tif achar tif, and it doesn't constantly drop. Okay, another possible solution: you're out going on for a family teal, and you don't have a vessel to do natilat yadayim, but you have sandwich bags. So maybe, and there's a stream there. Perhaps you can fill your 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 plastic uh, sandwich bags. And uh, and use that, says the Gemara in Masechet Chulin Kufzayin Sak Vekupa Afalpiche Makablim Ein Notlin Mahen Leyadayim. A sack or basket, even if they can contain water, one does one cannot fulfill the obligation of Natilat Yadayim from them. And this is brought down in the Shulchan Aruch Sak Vekupa Shit Kinan Lashevet Velo. Right, uh, that you can uh, uh, some type of uh, packet or a basket that uh, that basically it can remain upright without you like holding it up. Uh, right, and that basically you can they can you can pour water into them. Why is it that it's a problem to use it for this? The Shulchan Aruch says it's not good enough because it's not made for, to, for, 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 for water. It's made for your sandwiches. 
and therefore it's not good enough. Says the Mishnah Berurah, furthermore, right? The Mishnah Brewer explains um, it's since since it's uh, when you know the packet basically decides touch. So so without the liquid, it's not really considered a vessel that contains something because it really is flattened. So because of them, uh, it's, it's not considered a Vessel, right? And let's just read the Pilsuke Trivot. It says like this: Umikani omadli nyan sakiot nylon vegumi arakim shein beemain nit batel hachalal shelahem. Since when it's not filled with water, basically the packet sides are touching one another. In such a case, psulim lenetilat yadaim behechlet. It's absolutely puzzled to use a bag of such a sort. Even if they are made to receive liquid, and there's no hole, and even if you place it in some type of vessel, and the, the, the vessel kind of holds the, the packet so that it's open, almost like a garbage bin. Right, you put in a plastic um, uh, um, packet in the garbage, and the garbage bin holds the packet open. So, so he says, even if that's the case, rather you have to take out the packet and use the vessel that was holding the packet open for netilat Okay. Another din uh, regarding the laws of this vessel. Right. If one has some type of stopper of a barrel, right, that, that basically uh, you, you, you took some vessel and you hollowed it out, and now you want to use it for netilat yadayim, so that would be permitted, right? But megufat chavit shetikna, that it sounds like you prepared it, then it is permitted. Now, it's not clear from the Gemara, was it initially designed for in such a way or not, right? So Rashi understands even if the vessel is not wasn't originally designed for receiving water, you could still use it now for netilat yadayim. Let's say you have a, um, a vessel that is made for a pot plant. So it's not it wasn't designated wasn't made for netilat yadayim. Well, actually, those vessels generally are problematic because they have a hole at the bottom. But let's assume it doesn't have a hole at the bottom, right? Let's assume it doesn't have a hole at the bottom. So Maybe that's good enough. According to Rashi, that would be good. But according to Tosvot, um, the problem is, is that it's not a question of whether it was designated or not. The problem is it can't stand. So for example, let's say you had a ladle, a ladle. So a ladle, you could say, well, according to Rashi, even though it wasn't designated for you know, washing hands or something, if you use a soup ladle, you could do natilat yadayim, again, assuming it's a big ladle and it's got a rabit. According to Tosfot, the problem with the ladle is that it, does, it won't be able to stand up by itself. Right? So uh, in such a case, uh, can it be used? Let's see what the Tukhanaruch writes about this. So the Shulchan Aruch is choosing the opinion, it seems, of the Tosvot, right? The problem over here is that a vessel cannot stand by itself. And the only way it can be um, used is if you prop it up. It is still good enough to be considered a vessel. And this is why the Piskei Chuvot, let's read the next Piskei Chuvot. 
It is permissible to use a ladle to do natilat yadayim, which is generally used to, to take out your soup. Even though it cannot hold a revit if you drop the ladle, meaning if you drop the ladle, it will turn on its side. And if it turns on its side, it doesn't hold the revit. The only way it can hold the revit is if you somehow prop up the ladle, you're holding it. Only then does it actually hold the revit. Nevertheless, right? since it there is there to receive uh, liquid, and it is correct to call it a vessel that is fitting for Natilat Yadayim. But if you have another, you have a regular coffee cup or something like that, that you can just be segyad, that you can, is easily accessible. Preferable to use that and not a ladle. The uh, the Okay, uh, I'm not sure why he uses a bottle from from the firm Tempo. Um, I'm not sure which uh, drink that is. Anyway, I mean, I suppose he's talking about a regular Coke bottle, whatever it is. plastic Meaning the plastic bottle can't stand on its own. You have kind of a, um, a another separate plastic uh, something that allows it to stand. So you think that this is a case that, that it can't stand by itself. Says the Alkut Yosef, in that case, it would still be permitted to uh, to, do, to use that for Natilat Yadai, right? Uh, now, one of the more, more common problems is let's say we want to use our classic Coke bottle or, or our May Aiden bottle to pour Natilat Yadai. Now, the May Aiden bottles that we have today, first of all, they are able to stand by themselves. Second of all, they definitely hold more than a revit. Um, so, so, and so you're good to go, right? However, there's a problem. The problem is, is that the spout is very narrow. Is that a problem? Let's read the Gemara in Gitin, Tet Vav Amud Bet. By Ilfa, Ilfa asked the following uh, question. Yadayim Torot Lechatzayin or Ein Torot Lechatzayin. Regarding when you want to wash your hands, right? Uh, do, meaning, can they be half ritually put in halves or not, right? What does that mean? Um, then what does that mean? So explain the Gemara. What do you mean half, half, half your head? What he did was he washes one half, right? And then he washes the second half. So says the Gemara, right? So he so said, no, there's no such thing as halves, meaning you have to wash your entire hand without pausing, right? Says the Gemara, no, there, there's enough liquid on the one hand that it's still tofeach, meaning there's enough liquid, but it didn't wash completely. So the question is, what's the din with that? So let's see how the Shulchan Aruch rules regarding this din in Siman Kuf Samach Bet. Natal miksat yado, he washed part of his hand. Vosif natal hanishar miyado. And then he went back and added more water and washed the other part of his hand. Areyadot meak moshayata. Doesn't work. It can't do half half. Vimadayin yesh almat miksat hayad shenatal betchilat ofeach amanatlat piach. However, if the first part of the hand is still got enough liquid on it, that if basically it has enough water, moisture on it, that if you would touch something else, it would make it wet. Then it does work. Explains the Mishnah Burrah. This is only Bediyevit. That one shouldn't, that, you know, you know Bediyevit it works. 
However, lechatchila, tzarich shi'itov b'batachat kol ayad. You have to be able to wash your entire hand in one go. Belav davke b'shlichachat, not only, not just in one pouring, el afilu b'shtei shlichot, even in two pourings, kol shelo shaham b'entayim klal k'shlichachat dami. As long as it wasn't a break, it's good to go. Now, what does that mean regarding our, our basic uh, vessels and the Mishnah Bura, etc.? Um, he says, the Sharim You can use a, let's call it our, our, our classic uh, Ma'adan uh, water bottle. It's good to go, right? As long as the water is being poured continuously. So the Gemara keeps on talking about, okay, it's, there's no such thing as half, but it doesn't have to cover all in one go. As long as there's still enough moisture on my hands that if I would touch it, then it would be uh, would be good to go. So basically, when you're washing with a water bottle that has a narrow spout, the only uh, regulation is you should do it constantly. If you do it constantly, then your your hands are always constantly uh, wet, and that would be uh, that wouldn't be a problem at all, and we are good to go with that. Okay, we're now coming to a final topic, which is the topic of a koach gavra and using a faucet. This often happens. You're uh, traveling, you're in an airport, there isn't a natla, and you want to wash your hands. What do you do? Can you go to the faucet and push it on and off? That seems to be, you see many people, they push it on and off. Um, does that count for anything? Um, by the way, the, the new airports, it's a bit problematic because it's all automatic. So you can't switch it on and off. You push the button and then you, you kind of have to wait for it to, to, to finish. Then you got to push it again. But let's talk about the idea and then we'll try and figure out practically how to do Natilat Yadayim, if you can do Natilat Yadayim from a, such a faucet. So we're going back to Agamara in Kufzayin. Amara Papa. Hi, Arita Dudlai. Right? This uh, there was a certain channel, an irrigation channel. And not You can't put your hands, you can't use it for Natilak Yadai. Why? The law atu gabra. It doesn't come from a person's force. Meaning, let's say there's a channel of water, and the water is just coming out at the end. So maybe I can just put my hands underneath the where the water is coming out. And that would be good enough. Says the Gemara, no, because it's not coming from you didn't pour the water. However, if one brings one's hands close to the bucket, right, <clears throat> uh, in which case the person, let's say a person was pouring and you bring your hands underneath it, then it is considered koach gabra. So it's coming from a person's force. Let's see how the Shulchan Aruch uh, basically puts this down in halacha. It is important that the tilat yadayim is coming from a person who is pouring it. Therefore, if you have a pipe that is drawing water out of some river, and at the end of the pipe, it's just, you know, the water's gushing out, uh, to, let's say, uh, irrigate your field, you can't put your hands there in order, and that's considered netilat No. No. Because where is the human force that is pouring? But if you place your hands close to where it's pouring out, even though you don't place them underneath the place where it's pouring out completely, in such a case, it does work. 
דכל זמן שהם קרובים למקום השביחה, עדיין מכוחו הם באים. So what exactly is the Shulchan Aruch saying of you? Because he says that if you put your hands near the spot where the pouring takes place, right, um, then it is considered a, as a valid. What, what does that mean? So it sounds like that according to this last din of the, uh, of the Shulchan Aruch, the fact that I brought my hands under the water, that might also be considered Koach Gavra. Let's see how the Rosh explains this din. You have water in a barrel, and then there is a tap. Yasir habarza. Now the, 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 the tap is like uh, actually a, a stopper. That's what the Gemara calls it, a, a, a stopper, right? Barza is actually, it's a blockage. Now, when you open up the blockage, the water comes out, right? So when you yasira barza, the yachzirena b'kol shvicha shvicha, the karibay shapir koach gabra. Explains the Rosh, if you open and close the tap, meaning you remove, what, what really are you doing? You are removing the thing that was blocking the water. So you're not pouring, but you're just removing the something that was that allows the water to flow. According to the Rosh, by you removing something what, that was stopping the flow of water from coming, that is good enough to be considered a koach gavra. But you have to do it. Some of, you have to do it over and over. Meaning, it's only the first uh, amount of water coming out. Is considered koach gabra. Everything after that is already not considered, right? And therefore, chashiv kevan dal yadeh sarata barza ba'ina mayim, because by you removing the blockage, the water comes, so it's considered koach gabra. Let's see how the Shulchan Aruch formulates this in Kufnun Tet. Vimayet abarza beneke beisira vekibela mayim al yadav. If there was a tap which you then opened. Now, by saying opening, you really are removing the blockage, and through that, the water falls on your hand. This is considered as if it's coming from your, from a person's force. But you have to open it and close it every time in order for it to be considered, uh, for it to considered coming from uh, from Koach Gavra. I just want to clarify um, something before we go on. The water was in a vessel to begin with. The problem that was that we were trying to deal with over here is the problem of Koach Gavra. Did the water come from your force or not? When, we, when we're dealing with modern day faucets, you have two problems that we have to overcome. Problem number one is, as we just said, is there koach gavra? Okay, so so lichora. If you open and close the tap, just as the rosh said that that would be okay, so to with our modern day faucets that would be okay. But the, the the second question is, hold on a second. Where's where's the water coming from? Is the water coming from a vessel or not? If the water is coming from a vessel, because the the shulchan aruch was talking about it was in a, in type of barrel. Or you take your Shabbos urn, right? Your Shabbos urn, it's in, it's in, a, it's in a, a vessel, and then you open and close the tap. But now when you're opening and closing the faucet, okay, so we said open and closing the faucet is good enough, mitzad, the halachot of koch gavra. What about is it coming from a vessel? So there we haven't clarified yet. So we have to keep that in the back of our mind when reading the Shulchan Aruch and when reading the Mishnah Burak. Okay. Chashiv Shapir. Okay, now the Mishnah Bura clarifies what does it mean Bakol Shvicha Ushvicha every washing. Perush, the Bakol Kiloach Vakiloach, every spurt. The Lochashvin Vaze Ba Mikoho Ela Kiloach Rishon. Only the first spurt of water is considered from his, it's considered his own action. Therefore, you have to repeatedly do. 
and the Achroinim held, wrote, that if basically you washing from a tap, you have to do it a few times on every hand. Since it's a narrow opening, there isn't enough water, so you have to do it a few times on each hand. Okay, so it seems like we're good to go. You can go to the, uh, if you're in the airport and you want to do Natilat Yadayim, no problem. Says the Bira Lacha. Let's say afterwards you weren't sure and you did the tilat yadayim from another vessel, don't make a brocha. Okay. Um, why is that? Because according to the Vilna Gaon, his opinion of the Rambam is as long as you removed the stopper, all the water that comes from it subsequently is considered koach gabra. Okay. Now, hold on a second. Let's just, I just want to jump to the end, uh, the, the Orlatzion. Oh, let me just see. Piske Kubot. So let's read the Shutim because we've only got five more minutes. Venire la niutati. Shalyadep tichat veskirat berez maim lomo il natilat yadain. Why doesn't it work? The law nechshav clean. You might have gone around the problem of Koach Gabra, but where is the vessel? The Lomi Bayim Enachavit Maim Begag, the Lomo Ilshain Kankli. Not only if there's not like a, a, a vessel of water at the top of one's houses, sometimes I think maybe even 50 years ago, 100 years ago, people had a, uh, a, a water like we have for hot water, right? But the cold water was also on top of everyone's houses. Says the Orlatzion, even if you do have a some type of water uh, at the top, let's say it's an ecological bite, so you have your oh. own water system. But it's still a problem, says the Orlatzion. Why? Because they come through some type of path. This isn't considered as if you... Um, you did not like the line from the vessel. They're not, they don't come directly from, it's the same problem that we saw, that when you had a hole, you're not directly uh, doing the like line from the vessel. It's going through this pipe and the pipe isn't considered a vessel. What does Rav Vadi Yosef say? The Yakut Yosef says, one should use a vessel. But if you don't have a vessel and you want to be Michael he has you have what to rely on. But they have to be coming from a vessel on top of one's house. Now, if we're going back to our analogy in the airport today, even the medical opinion of Rabbi Vad Yosef, it seems to be, would be very problematic. And this is what the Piskei Chuvot says. Basically, the faucets that we have in airports and in everyone's homes. You cannot use them for natilat yadayim. Even if you open and close it many times, it's not going to happen. Because you might have got around the problem of koach gavra, but where's the vessel? And he says, it's not clear that they are directly connected to something, to a spring or a river, which we, we could say is coming directly from them. Kitzor, he says, it hasn't got a din of a river, so really difficult to be linear. Also, Rav David Brovsky says, the Achronim, Ayit, Tzitzel Yezer, and others, 
discuss whether one can consider the boiler located on one's roof and the pipe which brings water to be considered a vessel. The tzitzeliezer permits one to wash from the faucet by opening and closing the tap in extenuating circumstances. However, nowadays, cold water is not stored in the boilers on the rooftops. And even hot water, depending how it is heated, is often stored in a separate boiler. Accordingly, one should not wash with his hands from a faucet. That's a basically, according to this, very difficult. I was just in my last trip to, um, last trip I was in the airport for like 25 hours. It was crazy. But so um, you, you, I brought sandwiches, but, but I couldn't wash. So yeah, I had to buy, uh, I had to buy water because, um, because the faucets in the, in the toilets right, are not, um, there's no clean. So it's very, it's very problematic to use that faucet for Natilat today. So in that case, unfortunately, you have to spend $2 to buy a bottle of water. You can drink the water and then you can fill it up from the tap, right? You don't need to drink, you don't need to use $2 water for Natilat today, but you do need the vessel, the, uh, the bottle. Uh, in these cases, it's definitely preferable uh, to very problematic to do it from the faucet as we've seen okay and a plastic cup to wash with them so a plastic cup was was what we said before it's, it's a machloket the yalkut yosef yeah. is more makel the yalkut yosef is more makel the minchat yitzak is machmir and the orlatzion says if you don't have any other then you can but you should designate to use it a few times but not nechatchila but, 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 so that's Machloket, Yalkut Yosef is Michael. And we actually, you can definitely rely on a plastic cup a lot more than you can reply, rely on a faucet, for sure. I don't know if you mentioned it from the very beginning. If you can't find any water whatsoever, what should you do? Oh, then we're going to get to. Then, oh, then, okay. uh, then we'll, we'll get to what we're not touching the food, and then, then that's coming. That's okay. coming. Okay. Tune into okay? tune in next week's episode. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Welcome. 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 Hi, Harold. Hi. Yeah. Welcome back. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, yeah, yeah. Lakewood, Monsey, Manhattan.